For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. There it is. It's time for another episode of the Briscoe and Big Ace Show. I'm Big Ace. As always with me is my boy, Wes Briscoe. How's it going, buddy? Man, it's going good, going good. Yeah, life of a new puppy dad uh, is keeping you busy. If no one has an already, and I should have had this ready. This is my bad as a producer. Uh, I should have had his Instagram up there. But uh, Cafecito, is it real Cafecito on Instagram? Underscore real Cafecito. Underscore real Cafecito on Instagram, guys. Follow him. Uh, for all the puppy gloriness, yeah, and man. and him growing up, yeah, he's really we're taking him on a venture of life, and it's pretty cool. Me and Red, you know, having our it's kind of like our child, yeah. and we've just been enjoying puppy life, and it's crazy. He wakes me up every morning at four in the morning, and always has to go outside. He's such a good dog, but it's fun to like take him on the jet ski and take yeah. him out in different places and just. See, see him grow up and, like, you know, love life. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great when he's just hanging out with you on the dock while you're fishing and shit. You know yeah, what I mean? We've like, already, we've already took him, He already watches me fish. He loves going on the jet ski. He loves riding the truck. I always go, load up. And load up means he'll try to, like, get on the step thing to, like, try to jump in the truck. Nice. So like, I'm, I'm teaching him stuff. He knows how to sit, lay down, paw, roll over. And he's only 10 weeks old. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. But you've been fortunate enough that you got to spend a lot of time with him these first few weeks. Yeah, luckily I've been home the whole time for the past three weeks and been able to spend like every day with him. Yeah, that's awesome. That really means a lot. Ooh, that is going to be one hell of a bond between you two. I can't imagine the lady of the house is going to be happy about that. Maybe though. Yeah, well, he he always like he he loves when Steph stuff comes home. He's yeah. super happy and wags his tail and jumping up and down. Especially if we pick her up at the airport, his oh that's great truck just waiting waiting for her to jump in the truck. I'm sure she's way more excited to see him when she sees you guys pull up right away. Oh. Cafecito, oh, and what I say? He always steals all the attention. Oh yeah, definitely. I've used him already. I'm showing people I know. Like, hey, look. There's a cute dog. Hey, single lady, look at this picture of this cute little puppy. Yeah, he he's definitely a little ladies' man, and he's a little oh. wild one, too. 
And he's making his first vocal appearance on the episode, guys. You can hear him right now. Yeah, he, he wants to play. He's like, come on, let's play. Right. And if nobody's seen him, again, you find him online. Otherwise, also check out our last episode we did with our friend Garrett Bischoff, and you will see him in there. He made an appearance. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's pretty sick, man. I'm glad for you. I've got the cat behind me. Bam. Oh, shit, there he is. Look at that, Cafecito and Red Velvet. Look at this. We got the whole family. This is the, the Christmas card right there. Yep. <laughs> Look at that. Hell, yeah. Oh, my God. He's adorable. Engagement photos. Yeah, right we're there. trying to get him in our engagement photos if he doesn't just tear up the whole set. <laughs> He'll be good. That'll be great. What is that happening? Is that happening soon? Hopefully. My schedule's just, it's been me. It hasn't been him. It's been me. I'm just so, I'm trying to get him free. I've been so busy, and he knows how I am when the engagement shoot happens. Like, my hair has to be done, my yep. eyebrows, my nails, and I've just been all over the place. So, bear with us, guys. But we're going to get it done. We said I said we were going to get it done in June. So Okay, there you go. And we don't want him to be that big. We want him to look like a puppy still. So yeah. Even though, though he's huge. But. He's growing like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how quick they grow. Yeah, and he's getting so heavy where, like, he wants to be carried sometimes. And then he's just getting so heavy where it's like, really? I know. I try to pull him out right now. I'm just kidding. That's amazing. So oh, I love it. Well, and you know, it's understandable that that uh, Red has been busy. Uh, we saw her last night yeah. have a phenomenal match on AEW Dynamite. Yeah, with might as well speak on that since she just dropped in. Yeah, that was a hell of a showing that she did. What do you what as in your eyes? What do you think as someone that sits back and watches a lot of wrestling and seen everything what did you think of the match you know i think i I was i was 100 percent impressed uh first of all i already know how good red is uh so i i I knew it was going to be a good match and then you got a veteran like serena deeb in there a veteran of just the industry uh man i remember you want to tell you some crazy stuff like i like to sorry i don't mean to no you're good good I, I, i like to throw in some history i was believe it or not before Serena did the CM Punk stuff. She was down in FCW. Yeah. And me and her were actually really good friends. And she was telling me, hey, what do you think about this gimmick? Should I shave my head? I don't know about it. And I was like, go for it. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And she blew up and did that whole CM Punk thing. So I've been friends with her, and I've seen her work, and I've seen how good she was. And then when I found out that Red was going to wrestle her, yeah, I just knew that those two girls can go. And yeah. for me being like – a wrestler and a performer myself. And like, there's times when you see a matchup, even as a wrestler where you're like, Oh, I'm definitely watching no matter if she was my girl or not, that would have been a match that no matter what I would have watched just because the level of talent that was shown in that match. It just, you knew, like you knew it was going to be something good compared to like when you watch other promos or other things, you don't really get into it. And then, with that, you really felt that she told a story. She yeah. got everyone mostly involved. Where you know, it, it was it was really good. I nothing but proud of her, and just you know, seeing her develop and just her ring savvy, and you know, all the hard works have paid off. You know. Yeah, most definitely. I was I was you know I was watching last night. I was online on on the phones on the Twitter world. Uh, and as soon as that match came out, I mean, tons of people right off the bat were like, this is going to be a great match. Uh, 
you know, and, and like you said, like I, I remember uh, being introduced to Serena Deeb because of the Straight Edge Society when she was with yeah. Punk and Gallows. You know, I remember that yeah. and being like, who's this chick with the shaved head, man? Like crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then to see her now then getting the NWA and eventually take that title, it was like, that's so cool for her because I've always liked her. Uh, and she's even better now in the ring. And then, yeah, to then see last night and see uh, Red go that get that match for that NWA championship on, on Dynamite against Serena Deeb, like, I, right all week I was like, I can't wait for this match because it's going to be the best thing on the show for sure. And it was by far the best thing on that on that TV show last night. So, I yeah, I liked it. I liked the attitude that uh, Serena had going in there. I kind of liked that, you know, I'm ready to fight, kind of kind of almost playing the bad the bad girl. Uh, you know, the crowd sounded great. They're uh, they were getting behind both of them, and, and especially Red. And then, yeah, man, uh, your lady was just killing it. That spot uh, off the top, I, I retweeted it last night because it was just beautiful watching her fly through the air. Uh, it was perfect, man. It was great, and they just did a great job. Like you said, so many near falls that each one as it happened got me more. In, like I was getting closer to the edge of my seat, and I was just yelling. Uh, and again, I'm always going to cheer uh, for your lovely lady. So when she was getting her near falls, I was getting a little loud. I was like, "Did you count it? Three? It's done." But man, it was what a wrestling match should be. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. wonderful. And I really think that AEW has done a really good job of doing vignettes and really pumping up the matches and allowing the talent to really showcase, you know, their promo skills and really be able to promote their matches. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jason and Erica, my friends that I met. Uh, they're out in Colorado, and I met them on the first Jericho cruise, and we've been friends. We meet on the Jericho cruise now, and uh, they were sending me, uh, they were they were sending out the vignettes, and they were like, oh, my God, we were just watching this on, on Tuesday on Dark, and uh, the, she had the match, and they did the vignette leading in, and uh, man, people are just geeking out, man. Red is shooting up the to the top. Like, I mean, it's only a time till there should be some title there. Should be some gold around her waist. Yeah, so let's talk about some stuff that's happened and like Raw and stuff. What it, what's the last thing you've seen? Well, you know, if uh, you know, we had WWE WrestleMania backlash. That was what happened Sunday night. That was the last pay per view. What is really going on with Riddle and Randy Orton? I, I that's don't the know. Thing I really want. I don't. I don't know. It, it appears to be. I was in and out on Raw this week because I had some other stuff going on. Uh, really, this has just been kind of a crap week. You know, that's why we didn't do a show last week. I've just been struggling lately uh, with some of my medical issues, and it's just been a rough week. But it, it'll get better. Uh, so I kind of had been watching everything because I've been kind of sleeping half of my t- evenings too on the couch. What I've seen is like he, they got into it with New Day. So really what it sounds like is like New Day Kofi and Xavier, your old tag cha- uh, former tag partner, uh, were kind of being like, hey, Riddle, you can't trust him. He's still the snake. He's going to turn on you. You're going to end up waking up to an RKO. Uh, and the whole time he's like telling Riddle to not believe him and like quiet and like ends up starting the shit so him and Kofi have a match. So it really seems like he's going to be just a heel character except to Riddle. Like, for yeah. some reason, him and Riddle have this, like, friendship, and it's, it kind of does feel like they're turning Riddle into, like, he's going to be Orton's yes for a little bit till he finally is like, no, I'm going to, you're not my boss. 
one of those moments eventually, and that'll be when they're not partners anymore. But you can well, definitely, we'll get, yeah, he's gonna get hit with RKO. That's what's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I mean, and yeah, that's hopefully they, hopefully they run it for a while where they're like tag team champion. You would hope. You know, you, like you, yeah, I think they would actually like put it over so people can actually like get involved in it. Yeah, I mean, you you would really hope the fans like it. I mean, it's entertaining. Yeah, it, you you got to look at it like two opposites completely together. So it's like, right. It's so awkward and weird, but yet. It, but you know what's funny about Orton though is as he's gotten older, especially in the last few years, he's become quite more uh, open or kind of honest about some stuff. So like he did a recent interview, like within the last few weeks that I was reading, where. Uh, somebody asked him about something and he was like, well, you know, yeah, sometimes after the kids go to bed, I like to turn a video on or something. And uh, as you could say, maybe do what Riddle does. Cause the whole thing is everybody knows Riddle's a pothead. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not, everybody knows that's the gimmick. Everybody knows that he more than likely is in, in outside the gimmick as well. But like Orton in, a, in an actual interview was basically saying like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll smoke some weed when the kids go to bed. Like, He's kind of had a not a give a fuck attitude lately. And it's I kind of. Back, I remember back in the day, Orton used to draw marijuana leaves on the drug <laughs> test paper, like, like where you sign his name. He would he would do little marijuana leaves all over like the signature where you're supposed to sign your name. He just draw That's them. hilarious. The creepy part right now is I have my SmackDown cup where I put all my pens and pencils for my desk here at home, and it's actually Orton staring at me right now as we're talking. It's so about funny because I've known I've known Orton. Like, of course, we've talked about it on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've known Orton my whole life, and he's something else. So he's he, and it's funny because he always reaches out to me every time I like hit him up and stuff. So it's good. Yeah, to know, like, we're still boys. Yeah, it's been fun to watch. Uh, and to be honest, I mean, he is. He's the one of the top guys in the WWE locker room right now. He's definitely the, one of the highest paid ones. Yeah, he, right now. And he's earned that. And, uh, yeah, it's because really right now, especially on the raw side of things for WWE, it seems very, I don't know. It's just as, as me as a fan, like the main event is basically revolving right now around McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Braun Strowman. Yeah. Well, we've been watching Bobby Lashley and, and, and McIntyre do this for, like, the last year, and it all kind of blew up at me. Like, why is this still happening after Mania? Like, it's it's a, the main event picture kind of feels like it needs new blood in Raw. Uh, so hopefully maybe we'll see that finally happen. I don't know. There's definitely – Monday Night Raw is stale, man. It, it's hard to watch at times, a lot of times now. It's it's hard to watch, and and you know me, I'm a diehard, and I've been I'll always be a diehard wrestling fan, no matter what, no matter what promotion. I've been watching it since I'm three years old. Like, I love it, but there's times where I'm even like, oh, come on, do better. I want to watch, do better. You know what I mean? I feel like um, a lot of stuff I watch and a lot of shows I go to, but you know, that's just, I guess, the new generation. That's just what they want. So. Yeah, it's you know, but like, but then you look at like SmackDown and they're doing really good. Like they got some good stuff going on, uh, you know. And then NXT on the WWE side, of things, I think is one of the better programs out there. I'd put NXT and AEW like right up there as the top two things going right now all around. Uh, and it's so crazy to think that NXT is the developmental when it's like, yeah, it's developmental, but like, I would rather watch the two hours of NXT than spend my three hours on Monday night watching Raw. 100%. 100%. It's that much better. 
Yeah, I mean, that's how people thought about FCW and then uh, Louisville, too, when they ran their TV tapings. You know? It's so crazy because you were there when there was just so much talent, dude. You were... Yeah, imagine trying to be in a locker room with all that talent. Everyone's fighting to get on TV, and everyone's really good. There was not one person that could not hang. And yeah. if you could not hang, you would just literally get ringed out, like... It was a whole nother era of wrestling when I was at developmental. It was not the performance center. It was all guys that knew how to work. Every yep. single one of them were badasses. There was no power. There was no AC. There was no nothing. I remember one time the pipes froze. And they had, <sighs> were like, oh, you guys are going to shut down practice? And they are like, hell no. And we, like, had to go. And, like, it was just, you know, crazy stuff and, you know, picking up you know, setting up the rings, putting yeah. up posters. Like, me and Wade Barrett and Seamus went around hanging out posters. Like, yeah. imagine that scene, like, me, Wade Barrett, and Seamus hanging out posters. <laughs> like, that's pretty funny, you know? That would be a car ride I want to be a part of right there. Uh, I already know it would be good, because I saw Seamus' reaction to seeing you two years ago at Waterloo and seeing that man, like, freak out. <laughs> it was yeah, pretty well, hilarious. Seamus had some really good matches between each other, and we we would always go. So I always enjoyed wrestling Seamus. He was and he's he's doing good right now, man. I think he's holding either. I think it's the United States champion he is right now. Uh, so he's getting like more time. To be honest, man, he is in a position where I think he could hold the title. He could be the the, the raw champ at this moment. They could make a good program with anybody in him. I'm just, and I love Drew McIntyre. You know that, and that's one of your boys, so I know you're a big fan. I'm just, it's just, I need something different now. I don't know. You know, when they didn't pull the trigger and give him his moment at Mania, like everybody thought they were going to, and he ended up losing, I think it kind of killed it for me. Yeah, I think it killed it for everybody. But, you know, hopefully he'll come back stronger. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, you know, it'll. we'll see what happens. You got SummerSlam coming down the road here, which then goes into, you know, Survivor Series, and then it's all over again from uh, the Rumble and Road to Mania. But, yeah, SummerSlam will be cool. What's cool, though, is seeing all of these shows, WWE and AEW, uh, specifically AEW because it's all announced and tickets are for sale, but back on the road and fans doing live shows. That's awesome. Yeah, um, pretty crazy. Uh, Herb Simmons. From um, St. Louis, yeah, he hit me up today. You know, old Herb. I remember her. Um, he hit me up and uh, wanted to book me. I guess Illinois and St. Louis is going to open back up. So nice. It's crazy starting to see like all the indie bookings and all that, all that forms of you know states opening up where people can actually come. I'm working right now to try to get to uh, South Carolina. Nice. There's a couple of shows out there, so right now I'm working on. I guess you have to get a wrestling license for South Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now I'm waiting on my social security card so I can. Uh, hey, you come up. License. You come up to Illinois or Missouri. You let me know where, because that's you know. I think I could be in Chicago in six and St. Louis in like eight. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like right outside of St. Louis. I don't. I don't remember. I went there a long, long time ago. Okay. Yeah, dude, I can make that drive in a day. I'll come down for the weekend. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. So there's a bunch of things in the works, and, you know, it's just good to think, see things getting rolling again and everyone back to normal and seeing all the shows. And 
getting the you know crowd getting to get get to come back and you know it's cool it's it's about damn time. Yeah, man. Like I told you, I was at that IPW show in Des Moines a couple weeks ago, and it was so loud and just so rocking. And I've been to a show there before, and it was not like it was good. It was fun. People were getting loud and all that, but it was just different, man. It was a different vibe because you could tell people were like they needed it. Uh, and that's what's geeking me out about any shows coming up. This whole next year's shows, they're all going to be great. Indie, AEW, WWE, when they have fans, they're going to be great just because everybody's got lost time to make up on. You know what I mean? Oh, is he going to, if he bites your hand while we're doing the show, I'm going to laugh. Uh, oh! Hey, babe. Does he not like the live fans? <laughs> is that what that means? Come get Cavacito because he nah, he's... is on vicious mode right now. Oh, shit. We got a quick, uh, quick yeah. break as as Cafecito's trying to get his dad. Yeah, he's trying to get his dad. It's like playtime for him, man. He's like, let's go. Yeah, he wants to play. He's like, screw your podcast, bro. Yeah, I want to play. Yeah, when he wants, dude. When he wants to sleep, it's the craziest thing in the world. Because if you wake him up when he's sleeping, he is. Yeah. Really? I'm talking about he moans, he growls, he'll just look at you like, are you serious for waking me up? But he'll wake us up like there is no tomorrow. Oh, that is hilarious. Like, I had a dog that if you touched him when he was sleeping, he'd do the... But, like, that was it. If you actually got him up, he'd just be like, "Uh," and then get up and go or whatever. That's hilarious that he's just like... Sometimes he'll just plop down and, like, won't even move. Oh, that's great. Like, I'm sleeping. And you're like, okay, I guess you're sleeping. And there's nothing you can do about it. I took, uh, and I took, he likes to lay on you, too. So, oh, like, nice. Super tired. He'll come up and just put his head right on top of you. And you can't move it because he'll get all upset. So you just got to lay there. And he's just stuck. Oh, that's hilarious. I took discount, uh, the cat to the vet the other week. And, uh, they're, you know, obviously where they're at, they're not letting people in yet whatever, that office. Uh, so when you get there, you call, they come out, they get your animal, go in, do the check, come back out. So I'm waiting for him while he's in there, and this lady's trying to bring her dog in, and he knew, man. He got out of the car like, yeah, all right. And as soon as she got to the entrance area, the entrance, like, sidewalk to the front door of the vet, he just looked up and all of a sudden just, boom, and he just spread all four legs out and just paused. And just wouldn't move. And, like, the the nurse came out and her and the owner, like, trying to, like, push him into the door. And he's just like, Rrr. the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's amazing how smart they are. Dogs are incredible. Like, he, like, just, like, if his food and water bowl are not in a certain spot, he'll go and knock it over. And like, <laughs> you're like uh, you put the water on the left side, not the right side. I'm used to it always being on the left side. So you're like. Are you kidding me right now? Like, he's that smart. And, like, we got him this toy where you put dog food and treats in. And he oh, yeah. Move it with his paws to, like, yeah. to like get it. He literally took him, like, two seconds and figured it out. <laughs> well, that didn't last. Supposed to, like, last, like, a, it was the, the, on the box. It was, like, entertain your dog for hours. I'm like, right. how come, like, only a couple of minutes to figure that thing out? And he already figured it out. We're like, well. 
so much for that. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, dude. Like I said, they are these smart. Like I remember when I was a little kid, dude. Check this out. My my childhood dog. He was like a golden lab retriever mix, right? We we didn't name him, but his name was Root Beer. Don't ask me why. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was an odd name too when I was a kid. I was like, no, he was like Tam, like a freaking lab. Like it was weird. Means means coffee with cream. So and he looks like coffee with cream. Yeah, he uh, he looks like someone spilled creamer all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great. Uh, I, but I've never been. I mean, I didn't name the root beer dog, and I'm not good at naming animals. Anyways, I mean, he was my cat was half off at the adoption place, and when they asked what I wanted to name him, I was just like, uh, discount, because he was at a discounted price. This is named discount. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because he was a hundred bucks, but they gave him to me for fifty because he was a he was five years old and he had already been at the shelter for a month. Obviously, people are looking for kitties; they're not looking for grown adult cats. So he kind of was just there, and I was like, "Yeah, that looks like the one I want." Because the kitten I picked up that I was like, "Oh, bit me right away," and I was like, "Nope, suck it, you little shit." I was like, "I don't even know a cat now," and then I saw him and he was just sleeping the whole time. And I was like, let me see that cat. And the lady tried to get him to bring him out. And he, again, was sleeping in his little bed in the cage. And he just kind of gets up when she puts her hands under him and just went to the other side of the cage and laid back down in a ball, went right back to sleep. So then she went to the other side, tries to get him. He does the same, like, three times. He was just going back and forth because he's like, lady, I'm sleeping. And then when she finally pulled him out, he freaked out. And she's like, oh, he doesn't like being held. That wasn't case. It turned out. Like, all the other cats around him freaked him out for some reason. He, like, didn't like them. So they got us out of the room, and she's like, he just doesn't like a, like a lot of cats around him like that. And I was like, so he sleeps all the time, and he hates all the other cats. I was like, perfect. I'll buy him. <laughs> like, that's, that's what I need. So, and, uh, yeah. Who knows, man? That's what's crazy about animals is that you get them. But you don't realize when you get them, like, how much you're going to end up needing them. You know what I mean? Like, it's been five years now, and it's like I look back, and it's like, if I didn't have him, things may have not been as good, and things may have gone down different roads. Because when I got really depressed and shit, it's like, it's nice to be able to go to him and be like, hey, kitty. And he'll actually, like, I know they get a bad rap, but, like, this cat's my shadow. Like, he's everywhere with me in this wherever I go in my apartment. So definitely maybe, I don't know, man. Like. That's and then, but that's the other thing too. Then you and you, you've been there. I know that, and we'll all be there again. But like, you get so attached, and then when you you have to put them down or you lose them, it's a fucking mess. There's my one for this show. It's a mess. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. It's always hard putting down animals, especially when most of the time they're in pain. You know, what I mean? yeah. Like a lot of times, animals make it a really long time, but. There are a lot of times in pain, and it's hard yeah. to, you know, do you want to see your animal in pain, or do you want, you know, put it down? And what is the level of pain to put your dog down? You know, it, it gets kind of crazy, you know, when it gets to that stage, and, you know, it, it happens to everybody. So, I mean, it even happens to us. You know? Yeah, man. We get to, we're getting old, and Ugh. so... I know. I was telling you before we went on that we're getting old. I turned 39 next week, and I had to get my first pair of actual glasses. It's a depressing week, Wes. <laughs> Are there glasses to see far or to see near? More near. Um, like, 
definitely need them looking at my phone or working on my computers. I need them. Uh, I'd probably be wearing them right now because you would actually, you look like where I'm sitting right now wearing them. Like, I can see you. You need to get a huge phone like this. Well, I do. I got the 12 Max or the 11 Max. Oh, you got the same one as me. I got the yeah, one. dude. I'm that blind now. Uh, and at a certain distance, things get a little blurry, too. So they, he, the, the eye doctor already said, he's like, you're going to end up in bifocals. You're just not there yet. He's I like, but you're good, on your way. I have good eyesight right now, as in, like, far, but close up sometimes. It's Well, dude, I tried readers, and it made it worse. It just gave me a headache and everything. And I figured out why is because once I got my eyes checked, they're different. You know what I mean? One's worse than the other. So readers are just that basic whatever. So it doesn't really help. These these help, but it's just now getting used to them. Yeah. You know? I And I also feel like eventually someday I'm going to end up in hearing aids. Not like soon, soon, but like, dude, I don't have great hearing. You think and from all the years of listening to loud music, or you think? Yeah, I think so. To be real honest, I think so. Here's the deal, though. Like my high school, like my junior and senior year, you know, when I was actually like working, making my own money, and thinking I'm a man now because I can go do what I want. Uh, dude, I spent all my money I made back in those days on on tickets to shows and, and concerts, all of it. I was going to con- like two, three. Yeah, I was going to like two, three concerts, uh, you know, a month in the cities. That's like big shows, not counting anything smaller or like some wrestling shows. Uh, and then as time went on, you know, I was always into music and I started doing the radio thing, which means headphones every day and then DJing in the bars and clubs, which means headphones and then just a loud ass speaker and subwoofer above and on top of me. So, yeah, I think it's all trashed by now. Yeah, that's why a lot of wrestlers like when they stop doing pyro because... Imagine pyro every single day. Dude, I couldn't. Babe. I could not. Yeah, like, imagine walking out every single, let, let's say, three, what, no, about four nights a week, and every single night. But, and the pyro is right next to you when you walk out. It's not like, because they have to have it as closest to the stage, because right. they have people up. They have to have it away from them. So it's right when you walk out, and it, boom, 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 boom. Pretty crazy. It scares me. Dude, I've, I mean, I've gone to so many shows. You know, I've been, like, floor seats at Raws and pay-per-views where that shit goes off, and there it's like, ooh. You know, I've been lower-level seats where you wouldn't think you'd feel it too much when Kane's ring post goes off, but Did holy you shit. WrestleMania 25 when they caught they caught a couple palm trees on fire and caught, like, a oh, yeah. of the of the stadium, or not the stadium, but some of, like, the displays on fire. Yeah, what was that? That wasn't, uh, was it 24 though? That was when Flair retired, right? It was 25. It was when my dad got inducted for all. Oh, okay. I thought that one was Texas, but yeah, okay. That was, uh, yeah, I remember that news. I saw the news. That's how I seen it. I like on, I think on like MySpace that day. I don't know. It was Facebook around then. Yeah. I don't remember, but I saw the news, a, a news story from Florida, like talk about, and they were interviewing fans who were like, oh, we got burnt by the fireworks. And yeah, I was like, oh, shit. So it's pretty crazy, all that, when it comes down to, like, when you think about everything from how far you got to put the pyro from people, like, are people going to – because that's a big lawsuit right there. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, that's why you look at a place like, like Disney and how dialed in they are on that because they do it every night. And could you imagine if that shit was hitting people? You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember, like, a couple 
times in TNA, they do pyro and it'd be inside a building, and the building wouldn't have good ventilation, so it'd be all smoky and the yeah. smell like that uh, sulfur and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Oh yeah, dude, I've been to some concerts where they do that, and it's like, uh, guys, open the window, like. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have pyro. The craziest thing that's ever happened to me during like a TV taping uh, was. All the lights went out once. Like purposely? No. Oh, okay. That all the lights went off, and then when it came back on, the fire alarm went on, and it was middle of a taping, and it's like loud, and they just kept. They're like, just keep going with the match, and I'm like, oh, yeah. This was in Vegas at Sam's Town. Okay. Oh, it was the craziest thing I remember. Matt Staker walking out with his headset, just being like, just go, 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 go. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, because, That's like, so crazy. Yeah, I guess the pyro set up the trigger, something like a emergency switch to cut the power. And then when the power came back on, it was emergency power. So the fire alarm came on. Oh, man. Yeah. And I'm like trying to have a match. And it's, and it's full of people in this, in this, in the arena. That is so crazy. Yeah, everyone's like the crowd's like looking around, and I'm like trying to do a match. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'm sure this has happened to other people, but I don't know about it. And the only other match I know about that similar situation happening uh, means you're in really good company. Uh, I remember I did an interview a long time ago. Uh, this is during Mania 32 when it was in Dallas. The, the the week we were at Wale Mania together because didn't know we were going to run into each other. Uh, I, when we were doing WrestleCon, I got a chance to sit down with Savio Vega and interview him. And I asked him about him and Austin, you probably know, uh, had a match at an in-your-house pay-per-view where there was such a bad storm. It knocked the power of the building and the generators out, and they literally had to do that match in the dark. Was, uh, that, was that because of the snowstorm? I don't remember it was on the east coast i don't remember if it was a snowstorm or like a really bad like rainstorm my dad pat patterson and i think bruce pritchard got in a bad accident because of black ice and they went oh yeah yeah. and luckily um another i think hunter passed them and stopped and picked them up but my dad's like we would have froze to death like yeah dude yeah they were doing a strap match and like Lights just went out, and Savio, when I asked him, uh, he was like, oh, man, I've never, like, he's like, I mean, you didn't know, we didn't know what to do. We just were like, let's just keep going, and he's like, we didn't even know if the fans could really see us well. He was like, it was the craziest thing, and then they had to, like, a week later, they had to redo it on another show when they had lights. I had had a wrestle in Puerto Rico, and it started pouring down rain, and they're like, keep going. I'm like, what? And How hard was that? It was so hard, I you couldn't even imagine. It'd be like running on ice, and it and, you, and it's pouring rain. Oh like, it's man! It's not even like oh the rain stopped and the canvas is soaked. It's like nah, it's pouring and go up there and have your match. And they're like, um, excuse me, it's like hailing outside. Like what are you talking about? They're like, nah, it's okay. Go 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 go, Dolly Dolly Dolly. Oh, that is so crazy. I, yeah, there's a movie with Kevin James where he's an MMA fighter that here comes the boom. And the, he goes to like a, a 
independent MMA show, and it like starts raining during one of his matches, and he's like, "All right, we're done." And they're like, "No, we don't quit for rain." And they're like, they're just slipping all over. And I imagine that's what it's like. Like you can't get grip, you can't do much, right? It was, and then it was funny. I like called my dad and started complaining. And he goes, "Idiot, you take off your boots." <laughs> and I'm like, I never knew because I never wrestled in the rain. Well, well yeah, you wouldn't think that. Yeah, but if you take off your boots, you don't slide at all. Which must mean he's been in that situation as well. Like that's what's crazy. Like, yeah, like the old timers. What kind of shit did they go through? You know what I mean? Yeah. At some of those shows. I mean, I had a match with uh, Joe Henning. Uh, oh hell yeah! Or whatever his name is. And, Minnesota uh, represent. Yeah, he should be at the uh, Waterloo Hall of Fame. Oh hell yeah! So, Dude, we should have him on. Yeah, um, but. Uh, we had a match and the ropes broke. Oh, right. And we kept going, and it was such a good match that Dusty was like, oh, that was awesome. We're going to pump that up and do a TV match where you wrestled with no ropes. So me and Joe Henning did a full match with the gimmick with, like, no ropes. Really? And that was FCW? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to have to see if I could track that match down. Yeah, that's going to be a hard one because they never, like, labeled it. It's all on YouTube, but it's just, like, full series. Okay, I'll have to fight in that. That would be yeah. really fun to watch. But that was really cool because it got to, like, trigger your mind of, like, how to tell a story. Like, yeah. shoot you and, like, stop at the end of, like, you know. Like, there was a lot of fun spots to do and just to make it different. And it was really fun because Joe is so creative. And yeah. And dad being Mr. Perfect. Oh, and come on. His, you know, grandpa being Larry the Axe. Dude, I'll never forget shaking Larry's hand for the first time and being like, dude, these are like legitimate bricks. Yeah. The I biggest hands I've ever seen. Yeah, he, was, he was one of my favorite people going to Waterloo. Every time I would see him, he was like one of, one of my absolute favorites. One of the last times he was there, he did the he did the podcast with Wade Keller, and it was him and I think uh, Nikita Volkov or well, – yeah, I think it was him. And I'll tell you what, dude, that whole – I was in there for it, and that whole time, dude, Larry was just just – throwing jokes out like crazy. It was yeah, the funniest thing. Oh, it was hilarious. He was so funny. Uh, that'll be cool, man. I, I, the, you know, coming from Minnesota, the Henning family, man, we hold them proud. You know what I mean? We hold a few big names proud, and that, that family's one of them. You know, them, the Ganyas, Nick Bawinkle. Uh, you know, those are people that, if you're a wrestling Darso. fan of Minnesota. What's that? Darso. Who? Barry Darso. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Axe. Smash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, and like yeah. the Road Warriors who've came through, and uh, it's yeah, Rude, ugh, yeah, Rude, man, and like most of the, I think Rude and the Henning family are all Robinsdale too, yeah. uh, which is Dude, same, which with, is same with uh, uh, was it Smash right from Demolition? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and then uh, Repo Man. Yeah, the Repo Man. Oh. Dude, when that guy would come out in the rumbles when I was a little kid, I'd be like, hell yeah, the Repo Man! I don't know why. I was a young kid. I didn't even know what the hell Repo meant at that time. Yeah. I just thought that guy was funny because he came out with the little, like, the little tied up uh, uh, robber headband and just. Uh, uh. But that was when everything was a gimmick of, all right, you're the dentist, you're the trash man, you're the hockey player, you're, you're the Repo puke. guy. What's that? You remember that? You're a puke. That guy. <laughs> he draws, yeah. Sad story for that guy, but yeah, I do remember that. He can't walk anymore. I think he's still alive, though. Oh, well, that's good. They see yeah, dude, I'll never... That Was that Beyond the Mat? 
he's gonna puke. He's just making this. Where it's from? I just remember seeing a clip of Vince doing that. He's like puking in his trash can. Oh, like why would that be a gimmick, dude? Why would you? Everything is Vince just looking at him like, do it, do it. He's gonna puke. Yeah. Like why is that a like why like how would you get that over on TV? I think it was just it was probably just to get my dad because my dad has like a gag reflex. Oh, does he? And like <laughs> Stephanie and Vince and Hunter would always prank and like pretend to throw up and it would make my dad instantly throw up. Oh no! Or they'd like show my dad something nasty and he'll throw up. Like Stephanie was the king of like harassing my dad. Oh jeez! Like trying to make him throw up. Right. It was, it was actually pretty cool. Stephanie and uh, Hunter sent my dad a, a, a get well because my dad had oh, yeah. and um, sent him a big, huge gift basket and a bunch That's of balloons cool. and stuff like that. So, you know, it's cool to see that, you know, the company really does care about the people that's really served their time. I mean, I know you do hear about the instances of talent and stuff like that, but you also got to realize, like, Sometimes when talent gets let go, they're not getting let go by, like, when my dad was there, my dad's been there for over 40-something years. It's a little bit different, you know. Like, yeah. It, it, you know, they, you know, plus my dad wasn't talent. He was, you know, part of the company, you know. Right. So he was right. Of the company. It wasn't like he was talent anymore. He was actually an employee. So, you know, it's a little bit different. But uh, it's cool to see him, you know, make sure that they start taking care of my dad. Yeah, man, that's cool, and it's cool to see. Uh, I got a lot of Alparn. I've seen that online uh, through that knee surgery that he's going through in the recovery right now. Uh, and also, guys, check it out. Him and JBL have an amazing show where they bring on uh, people and tell road stories and shit, and it's great. I, I just watched the one where they had Finley and talked about uh, – he was telling them about how they would uh, stay stuck in Mexico. They put a rooster under the ring because Hornswoggle was deathly afraid of them, and he was under there. And I want to see the podcast of him, Teddy Long, and uh, JBL. Yeah, it's up there. I watched a couple clips. It's good. Because, you know, my dad's known Teddy Long since the very, very beginning of Teddy Long's career. And it's Mm -hmm. cool to see how Teddy's grown and everything he's accomplished. And my dad really likes Teddy a lot. So I know that that one's going to be a good episode. Dude, and Teddy's always a good guy. I've met him a couple of times, and every time he couldn't be nicer to all the fans. Like, he really is just – and I remember seeing him as a manager in WCW. Yeah, like, I wasn't – He was a referee when he yeah, started. Yeah, ref in WWE, I, yep. Yeah, he was setting up the ring. Yep. And then he became the GM. Holla, holla. Oh, I love it. Thing of coming, thing coming, being a referee and then yep. being now manager and then – you know, like he's done, he's done it all, and to work his way up, and you know everything that he's got wasn't given to him. Everything he got was because he was raw talent, and he deserved everything that he got. Yeah, he he definitely did, man. I love me some Teddy Long, man. Uh, okay, no, I thought I was gonna see him at a, a show coming up, but I'm not. Um, well, speaking of referees. I'll bring this last topic up, and then uh, we could probably get ready to wrap her up because I know you got your lovely lady in town, and I want to give you guys as much time possible together, so I don't want to keep you too long, brother. Uh, but, what's that? I also got the little one. Looks uh, like oh, Red got, her, got him a big bone, and it looks like he's finally enjoying it. Hell, yeah. Well, like big, like bigger than him? Yeah. Huge, mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to do it when they're puppies. Like cow leg or something. Yeah. 
Right on. Well, yeah, so we were talking earlier, uh, NXT got uh, rid of some more people. You were just talking about how talent sometimes gets let go. Well, some NXT talent got let go. Oh, excuse me, I had to burp from my Perrier water. Um, so, yeah, there was a few names on there. Uh, Alexander Wolf, Vanessa Bourne, um, uh, Brandy Lauren was released to... Drake Wirtz was released, a referee who had a lot of controversy around him. Uh, surprised he made it this long before being let go, to be real honest. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. And the crazy thing is, like, him freaking out over mask is pretty <laughs> crazy. Cafecito thinks the same thing. Yeah, you don't like him. Like, hey, if you got to wear him, you got to wear him. It doesn't really matter. Like, you know, and eventually, now Florida, you really don't even have to wear it, so... If he would have just kept his mouth shut, he probably would be starting up a job. But I heard there were some other things that weren't just the issue, but him crying on that thing didn't look so good either on CBS or local Fox News or whatever. Yeah, the, where he went to the meeting and uh, basically a ludicrous claim of the mask mandate down there was tied to child sex trafficking. And he doesn't have kids, right? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I so, doubt it. He was in CZW back in the day. I'm sure all his shit got cut up. Yeah. He's doing those crazy. De- I have. I actually have, and it's the gro- the mo- bloodiest death match I've ever seen. I have it on DVD. Yeah. It's a C- CZW show. It was him, John Moxley, and some other dude. Literally, maybe 20 people there, and they still did like 40 minutes, and all three were just completely red at the end. And it was like, why? Why was there the need? I get it. CZW, though. That's what they do. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Skyler's story was also released. Uh, Vanessa Bourne. Jessamine Duke was an interesting one just because she came in as one of Ronda Rousey's girls with the four MMA four horsewomen. Uh, I don't remember if uh, one of them's still there, but uh, Shayna Baszler's obviously still there, and there's always the rumors that uh, we're going to see Ronda Rousey come back. So that was kind of a surprise. She's very involved with Xavier Woods on Up, Up, Down, Down, too. Yeah. So I think people were kind of like, oh, is that going to be something now? Um, and then the other one that got released uh, today, I think, was the Velveteen Dream has finally been cut, who's been kind of MIA ever since all his controversy came out almost last year now. Yeah, that's crazy because, I mean, I had the only interaction I had with him is I had a match with him in front of Shawn Michaels and Taker at the Performance Center. Damn. Yeah, because he was there for a while, right? He was at the Performance Center for a long time. Yeah, I went there, and uh, it was right before I blew my knee. Okay. uh, They had some things for me, and Shawn Michaels and Taker wanted to see me do a match, and they wanted to see him do a match, so they, like, got all the students out, and it was just Taker and Shawn Michaels, and, of course, all the coaches. Does that make you nervous at all? I mean, I know you're around all those guys. You've known them growing up. You've been around them a lot. You're in there. But does it make you nervous when you see someone like Taker sitting there specifically in, like, a closed-door match to be like, I want to see you? No, not at all. Is it because you have a good tie with him, though? Uh, it's just because I've just been doing it for so long. And yeah. It just doesn't, like, maybe when I, maybe five years ago, yeah, but not yeah. now. It's like, I could rest in front of anybody. I wouldn't even care. It doesn't even matter. You know, right. I'm at the point now where, nah, just, yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> right, right. So how'd it go? 
It went good. The match went really well. But uh, then right after that, I went to Atlanta and ripped my patella tendon completely in half. Yeah. So nothing really came out of that. Yeah, man. It's uh, one of those really shitty setbacks they talked about in the FCW documentary, too, about how it was just real shit timing when that happened uh, for you because it sounded like everybody had a lot of big uh, hopes for you and a lot of big ideas for you going forward, and then that happened. So, um, But, yeah, he got released, and, uh, you know, again, it's just it's interesting. I th- from what I was reading is there was concern as he was showing up to the open gyms at the Performance Center and was maybe slowly getting transitioned into a position where he would be kind of coaching. And I think that that's where red flags started coming up because obviously he's had a really crazy year with the, you know, allegations of doing some stuff with minors and then just attitude backstage. And then there was that. Right. And then there was that car accident that like no one really knows anything about still. And then just, he's been MIA forever. So yeah, man, they, uh, he's gone. Fans have been calling that one for a while. After all his stuff came out, fans were like, how are you still employing someone like this? Especially with the stuff with the minors. Uh, finally it happened, though. So, you know, you see some of this stuff, and it's like, ugh, you feel bad for everybody. And then there's a couple where you're like, yeah, I don't feel so bad for you, though. Um, the thing that gets me is how they just, oh, it's budget cuts. It's like, it's really, though? You guys you guys made money. Like, it's well documented. You made money this year. Like, yeah, but they don't want to say they can't. No, they can't. I know. But it'll be interesting to see how things change financially for all these companies when tickets are a thing again. Because it sounds like SummerSlam or maybe even Money in the Bank in July will be the kickoff for WWE having fans back. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped to get to some shows. Yeah, me too. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I've yet to get to go to an AEW show that wasn't on the Jericho Cruise. So I, I'm really looking forward to making that happen. If they would have did double or nothing in Vegas, I would have maybe win. I'm going to go next year if it's in Vegas for sure. So, oh, yeah. yeah, man, which would be great because, you know, hopefully uh, Red would have a match. And then I'll be like, Wes, you should probably come hang out with me in Vegas that weekend. Yeah, I need to see Vegas West Briscoe style. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, but what you would do now is what I would do anyways. So it's like. It'd still be a good time. We'll still have fun. But, yeah, man, I'm excited for that. What do you got going on, though? Anything you want to talk about, promote, anything? I don't know. Um, We're dropping a blog this week. <gasps> we and read of the fair. Yes. So stay tuned to that. Um, I'll have one working on with Capacito of just, like, puppy play days. Hell, yeah. A couple things in the works. Other than that, just kind of chilling. Perfect, man. So, yeah. And then, uh, as always, at West Briscoe, uh, right? Or is it West Briscoe 19? West Briscoe 19. West Briscoe 19. And that's on everything? Instagram and Twitter? No, Instagram. Or Twitter is West Briscoe. Facebook is West Briscoe. But I don't go on it, so. Right. You're an Instagram guy. Yeah. Good luck trying to message me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're trying to get a hold of me, do not go through social media. Right. I do not go on it, nor do I check it. So. I laugh when I see people comment on some of your like posts and be like, hey, did you get my message? Or, hey, hit me back on it. I just laugh because it's like. Herb had to call my dad to get my number because Herb oh, was, no. was like, Wes is not responding to <laughs> messages on, on Facebook. And 
my dad, of course, tells him, he goes, Wes turns off all of his notifications. He doesn't have any, like, I don't have, I can't tell if someone likes a, f- a photo. Right. I don't have any of that on because I'm not going to let that distract me. Like, literally, guys, literally the only message he ever will answer on Facebook is the link to get onto our shows for our recording. That's literally the only message he'll answer. So don't, don't waste your time. Yeah, and the things, and you you see it because you have access to it. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I see it all the time. It's hilarious. I hate to say it, but I just don't. It just doesn't. I ain't got time for it. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, so yeah, guys, check them out on that. We'll be back again. VOC Nation. We are officially a part of the crew over there. Excited about that. Cool things coming down the line with them. Excuse me, I, my peri air is really making me burpy today. Um. So, yeah, make sure you guys check it out at VOCNation.com. Uh, that's where you're finding this right now, either on their YouTube channel or on the, the website or wherever you get your podcast, as well as the Briscoe and Big A Show YouTube channel where you're going to get that exclusive uh, uh, vlog of West and Red at the fair. I hope you got good footage of the food. That's what I'm excited to see. No, that's like the worst part is oh, they didn't film us eating because we were so hungry and then I forgot, <laughs> like, like when you like it's like guys, this is my first time like really vlogging, so I'm not that good. So it'll take a little practice, but I'm getting at it. This takes practice. It'll be I'll, I'll, it's gonna be good. So guys, make sure you check that out. Watch for that, uh, as well as uh, again, you can find Briscoe and Big A Show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. You'll get all of our updates on there. Anything we have going on will be up there. Uh, July, I think it's the seventeenth through the 19th, I think. I don't remember. I told you before we went on. I already forgot. Uh, Hall of Fame in Waterloo, Iowa, the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. Dan Gable, Lou Thez, uh Hall of Fame induction weekend. Obviously, you'll be down there as part of the show on Friday night with IPW, but we'll also be doing a live three-year anniversary Briscoe and Big A show. Uh, and it, it is promising to be very good. So make sure you guys check that out. And then I, you can find me, Big Ace, at Big Ace for Life on Twitter and as well uh, Tuesday nights uh, at uh, 7 p.m. Central. Uh, John Russell Comedy Twitch. Follow him and you'll find our two count podcast on there. We do it every Tuesday night. It's a lot of fun. Come join us and talk wrestling. Uh, and we'll do some special stuff throughout. This uh, We do some trivia nights on, like, Fridays and Sundays. We'll do some trivia nights, some interview nights, all, all kinds of stuff. So you can find us. The two count, uh, again, it's weird. It's on the John Russell Comedy Twitch page, but it's the two count. So make sure you guys check us out on that. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. Otherwise, we'll be back with another episode of the Briscoe and Big A Show here on the VOC Nation uh, very soon. Enjoy your night, everybody. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists, and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, 
Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt. Streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. This is your amiga, Shelly from Cali, to let you know you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.